Global Indian Network. Print, TV, events, podcasts. Find out more at globalindianseries.com. Work-life balance has always been tough for parents. It's almost like an impossible task, especially for moms. <laughs> Sometimes I feel it's like walking on a tight rope. If you lose focus, you either go and fall in a sea of guilt or compromise on your career growth. And no matter how supportive the dads are, the primary onus of balancing home and kids and career is mostly on the mother's shoulder. It's a trap, yeah, sometimes I feel. Before we plunge in this insightful conversation, let's listen to our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ajit Kaikini, founding director at Voyancy, an institute which has been recognized nationally and internationally by Rotary, Lions, Ratan Tata Trust and many more. We have had the privilege to empower thousands of children and parents since 27 years to be their best versions. We have shown great results as we help children to uncover their natural talents, unfold their relevant skills and finally to determine and unleash their potentials to help them to perform with ease. To know more, log on to www.buoyancycareercounseling.com Be your best to better your best. Hello parents, I'm Himani. Hi, I'm Kalyani. If you like listening to us, please support us by sharing it with your friends and family. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music or Stitcher. And if you are on social media, do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Partners in Upbringing. Actually, all of us moms go through so much that a little bit of help, actually a lot of help <laughs> is always appreciated. So to dive a little bit deeper into the world of working moms and to find answers to our questions, let's talk to a professional. Today we have with us Ms. Radhika Balkrishnan, who is a career transformation expert, a purpose coach, a corporate trainer, as well as a trained musician and an aspiring author. Wow, wow Radhika. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Absolutely. I can't wait to start this conversation. Welcome to Partners in Upbringing. Thank you so much, uh, Himani and Kalyani, for inviting me on this wonderful platform. And I'm also eager to have the chat with you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we will help each other in this journey. Yes. Yes, very much. Radhika, it's a very common belief that the maternity break is the biggest setback for a working woman. And many a times women even give motherhood a second thought, fearing that it would affect their career growth. So what should be our approach towards this? A very valid point. Uh, people do think and it is not abnormal to think the way they think. It is very, very normal because we always believe that uh, career growth is a very linear process, which means that if I take a break in between, if I need to add more responsibilities on my personal friend, it means that my focus on the effort that I have put probably in the last 15 years, you, you grow up to be, you know, you study in college, you spend so much time, effort, money, then you take up a job, you spend a lot of your energy, time growing into this. And then you come to a stage where motherhood is staring at you. Probably you also want it. It's a, it's a very natural feeling and to be a mother. It's But the problem people always face is I have to make a choice between A or B. And uh, that's when a lot of conflict starts coming because it's not A or B, it's two sides of the same coin. It's like two different people of the same person. I can be a mother, I can be a career woman. 
i wouldn't say that you should choose a over b but yes is it possible to do both yes the answer is yes we have have enough and more examples of people who manage the both but it's also a tough journey to go through because both of both your career as well as your personal front of being a mother requires a lot of effort on the side so there are ways and means one can realign themselves rethink themselves and decide what are their key priorities i think once you set your priorities reasonably right i won't say right it also varies from time to time but at that point of time when you are uh, making a choice you can ask yourself can i do these two both am i ready for both of them and you know it should be done in a very fearless manner when you feel the freedom within you you are able to make the choices very clearly often people are afraid they feed their fear by reading about how x number of people left the job how y number of people leave the job and all the statistics provided feed this fear that you cannot do both there are very few people who do and we call them exceptions <laughs> <laughs> but so radhika do right and what is it that the others don't do you know uh, fail to do that that one right thing or whatever right things they do see what i have observed is that most people want to do everything right and that's actually a big challenge can we be always perfect i have to be the perfect mother i have to attend to every call of my child i have to i have to there are so many have tos in my life i have to be the best employee of the year every year i have to be the you know achieving my promotions and my uh, increments every year so when you have so many haves that is a challenge to deal with but can i work at the same time be a mother yes maybe i my promotion may be delayed by a year or two but that's okay with me i am also devoting my time with my child in his up or her upbringing at this point of time this is how you have to do the seesaw honestly if i want everything right now right here it's like a small child throwing a tantrum saying that i want that toy right now right here <laughs> yeah i think uh, that's where most of us fail because we are in this world of you know i want the best of everything so we just need to give it a full stop or maybe a comma and relax and take one thing at a time yeah that's a very interesting uh, point you touched upon himani the one thing at a time actually helps because you end up doing many more things than what you started off with i also feel there is an over emphasis on multitasking this is one uh, i remember when i was at work people used to emphasize on being a multitasker so i used to believe that uh, being a multitasker means i should be like one superwoman having some 10 hands and all the hands working at all times but it stresses me out it you know i would do it then there would be a breakdown it's like making the same vehicle run in all directions and finally the vehicle just gives up nowhere yeah and and you feel like you're heading nowhere but uh, taking one aspect keeping that as a focus allowing yourself to experience that at that moment completely really helps suppose i am at work yes there have been times when i will get a call from home and my son will be cribbing i don't want to attend the drawing class why did you call the drawing teacher home i don't want to do this can i actually drop everything and just attend to him it becomes very challenging and these are real life challenges we face 
and that's when we feel that oh my god you know i feel i should be with my child at this moment because he is facing a crisis but it's after all one drawing class yes i would want him to attend and i want him to help him because i believe that we need to give the children all explore all aspects and allow them to grow but can i immediately switch to say is that a really important problem to solve right now if he misses a class am i okay is he okay sometimes gives me peace can i go back home and address it at that point of time or should i pick up a fight with him and say that no you have to do the class right now sitting in office i have no control over him so these are questions and problems which we just have to increase our own self awareness and that helps deal with these situations i'm not saying it's easy stress free and say that you know i'll do it all by myself that's the another point where people uh, find it difficult because they want to do it all by yourself to be a perfect mother means i have to do everything myself that's also a big challenge and sometimes it's good to delegate some of the aspects or just not do it's okay you know a child's life is not restricted to 10 years or 12 years it's like a long span of time and at some stage they will always pick it up uh, radhika would you like to share some tips for dealing with guilt because there is always a constant guilt of not doing justice to your child or not doing justice to the work uh, in your office you're right um, guilt is something which kills us from all sides and as i moved in my journey of self transformation and self discovery i realized that uh, guilt doesn't stem from outside you know we we feel guilty when we promise something and we are not able to complete it and in this process we overpromise in various places that doesn't mean i'm saying underpromise because we believe that uh, again it boils down to circles back to the same point that i have to be the best everywhere and the definition of best varies if you see people who are very easy they are pretty cool about various things you will observe that they are not too harsh with themselves if they make a mistake they accept it and they move forward and that acceptance really helps if i make a mistake in my parenting it's okay i can always change it if i make a mistake at work it's okay it doesn't reflect anything about me being bad that can be overcome with regular practice and first of all identifying and then working on ways and means to get over it so actually you know specific to us like we've been on a long maternity break and by the time we decided to go back it was uh, our little one second ones gave us a surprise uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we again you know went into this whole cycle it has been a long break and there i'm mm-hmm. sure there are many women like us who are on a longer maternity break they really find it difficult to get back because by the time your body has lost the rhythm of the work you are so much of a you know household personality and uh, you've lost touch with your work how does one cope with these you know constant changes which put you to, sometimes put you into a depression you know uh, that the helplessness of not being able to help yourself true uh, it's so easy for everyone to say that yeah you can you know you have to step down you have to start from the scratch again Very it's true. not easy to do that i agree with you completely himani it's not easy 
but at the same time there are some hacks which you can actually uh, follow yes it is difficult to go back but honestly it is not impossible that's the first thing you really do not need to restart because restarting is what you think it's not what the organization is looking for number 3 is during your maternity break which can be anywhere between 1 year to 5 years to 6 years to 7 years it could be anything in that range can you do some side hustle can you take out uh, you know maybe 1 hour 2 hours for yourself where you dedicate yourself to learn something upskill something and just explore your own potential to a different level maybe you have not done it when you're in school or college maybe you like something which is very different maybe you chose a career because it had a certain reason for it maybe your parents were the reason maybe your peers were the reason and now you do not feel that you need to go back to that same so there are three two three types of people some people who want to get back to the same thing that they have done some people who feel that this is not really so interesting for me if i get back i don't think i will be able to invest myself so much in that and some people who feel that uh, i don't want to be part of this corporate structure and i want to be something on my own so there are broadly these three kinds of people and people who are trying to do something in the third second and third category i would always suggest explore your potential you are not just a mother you are more than a mother you have been a young girl you have been a professional girl you are a wife you are a mother you are also a daughter you are also a friend and you are you in the whole process and you are a very unique person how can you bring out your strengths and do something different explore because take this as a break where you can explore anything it's like a gap year which people are now talking about in before they join college explore you may actually find some gem which is in you which you never discovered identify your potential identify your passion explore that in this break consistently work on it just 1 hour 2 hours a day helps in the long run because if you say 2 hours over 300 days it's like huge it's like mm-hmm. almost 600 hours of work and that is enough for you to be stay on the course I can just share that i know of some of my friends and some of my coaches also who have had a long break like one of my friends she had 25 years of break can my you imagine wow 25 she took a break when she had a first child she she completely devoted that 25 years for the bringing the her daughter is 28 years old and uh, when both the kids when they became empty nesters she said the only regret i have in life is i have not earned for myself and she just plunged into the whole corporate world in fact imagine what did she have to restart no did she have to start from the manager associate manager super manager you know deputy manager agent nothing she actually joined as a director in a law firm and why because she, or she was able to convince the employers what is the value she can add because of the various experiences she has had on her personal front most of them were voluntary she she was able to integrate her strengths and position herself to an extent that the managing director thought yes she can be the right person who will solve my problem an employer doesn't care 
honestly whether you are a mother you are a daughter whether you have 10 years experience 20 years experience that may be only required to do the first checklist but after that it's all about you and you telling them what is the problem that you can solve for them and how their business is going to grow period bottom line or top line is all that matters for an employer that that's such a wonderful example radhika yeah. uh just one question from the other point of view that for women who are continuously working especially uh, when their children are infants sometimes it's assumed by their colleagues that oh she's taking care of a baby she might not be doing justice to work or we can easily postpone her promotion yeah <laughs> so how can women at work prove that they are giving exactly enough input to be considered for growth irrespective of whether they have a baby or not i've always noticed that yes there are always these uh, bottom feeders as i would call who are there to pull you down who are there to constantly feeding negative talks to either you or to your boss or anybody but key thing to notice is who are the key people who are relevant in my life even at workplace or now since we are talking of work let us talk about my professional career who are the key people who are relevant for me how well i am networked with them these are some areas where uh for men especially mothers you know they take a step back the assertiveness that is required to showcase your work regularly with your boss to be assertive enough to say that yes i have done this it may be a very small thing honestly you no know, uh, kalyani when you become a mother you automatically become a multitasker you automatically your brain cells start thinking and connecting in multiple different ways and you start using it at work also you no longer are going to just do what has been given to you you also tend to think beyond because you are trained now you can you have to anticipate what your child is doing right in advance so <laughs> that aspect of you gets transferred to every walk of life but i have experienced it i'm sure you too would have experienced something similar so it's an advantage so use that showcase your work talk to your boss keep that conversation and communication going don't be in an asking mode often i have seen people feeling oh i have my child i can't do this i can yes i have my child yes i have to do this but this is a time i have devoted okay beyond this this is the time i can't give you but this is a time i can give you if we have that clarity instead of trying to push everything in one time i hope it will help i'm sure people are there to understand i i it will be hard for me to believe that everybody you're meeting is not understanding you going back to the positioning bit it uh, i like what you said very interesting uh, especially for people who are on break and wanting to go back how to position yourself or how to sell yourself or how to have an impact uh, in the first interaction uh, could you say something about that sure but something i really love talking about so when you are going back uh, you have you should uh, always before approaching anybody prepare yourself preparation is important and when i say prepare identify your potentials personality value system interest areas and understand who you are first you know how do we write resumes 
we take up our educational qualifications and we sit down to write some you know i got uh, award a b c d e most of them don't get awards because not everybody can be first ranker so it is not normal that everybody has a gold uh, you know placard behind them it doesn't work and uh, we have some achievements which our bosses have told us because you got a promotion in a particular year you feel that you contributed only in that year and you take that one two three things and write it down but honestly you have done much more than that sit back and identify everything that you have done it's like a dump list you have to do that it's hard work but that helps you build a story write a good story about how you can add value in somebody else's life now when i say life it's corporate life it can be personal life and how have you been the instrument for it that is positioning it's not about saying that i got a gold medal in my 10th standard how is it going to help me today that is the key thing so if i even sometimes people uh, like i was in bank and i was in sales when i tell my new employer that i handled a portfolio of 4 billion dollars i was instrumental in generating an income from which was from 25 crores to 100 crores there is a change which people see and that you are adding value sometimes you may not have it in so much crystal clear of numbers because you may be in a different position of work you may be in a back office you may be in a call center you may be in a you know customer service kind of a role it could be anything it could be purely coding where you do not know to put a number or a statistics to it. but there will be n number of things you have done which adds value identify that how what did i do? it could be process improvement it could be cost cutting it could be increasing sales it could be anything but all this have helped the company grow people look for growth oriented people so these are few factors which when we keep in mind and build our resume and even if we have 100 people rejecting us you will still find somebody who will take you and when you actually do 100 interviews your resume starts getting better and better <laughs> because you know that these are things i have to have i will work on this i'll change it i'll change it i'll change it and your resume becomes really powerful so i know it works that that's a very nice example quite motivating <laughs> uh, radhika for people who are struggling at work because they're not liking something or who feel that they need to find the passion towards their careers and jobs how would you uh, suggest there a way out for them it happens i i remember having gone through a similar phase and honestly you feel the need to have somebody to talk to who can probably guide you help you basically you, you get a sense of being stuck in such situations where you really don't know how to design yourself in your future because you're just blocked by all the routine so much that all the dreams and desires you had in the past gets you know covered with a blanket so take help it's okay take help from a good friend a trusted friend if you have a mentor go to them if you don't have anybody seek a professional help it's fine it's not some problem it just helps get a clarity you don't lack on knowledge you don't lack on skill you don't lack on managing time 
all these are excuses you know i procrastinate i don't manage my time well these are all just we are telling ourselves because we don't have clarity the moment you get a clarity everything will fall in place true so yeah so it's fine i i want to ask something a little off uh, not exactly off but slightly uh, to support you know working mums uh, what can the husbands do the partners spouses how can they help them in this journey of course their help is very very important every husband may help in different ways so as a smart lady you identify what are his strengths and rope him in in those areas for example somebody's husband may be a good cook but yours may not be so you can put tell him that you have to cook because he is cooking <laughs> it may not work but your husband may be very good with taking studies for your children or maybe just taking them out and going out for a drive or a you know hiking or a bicycling rope them in and you are the boss when it comes to managing a child the reason why i asked this uh, was that raising kids becomes the primary responsibility of a mom it's a very unsaid thing true although the picture is changing now it's yet not changed completely true it will so, uh, take a long time to change and uh, raising children and it's actually uh, most women and some men are natural nurturers so i have also seen cases where it's opposite like the father is more nurturing than the mother you choose them as the primary person the other person can be a support person another aspect especially relevant to us who are trailing wives it's of course a, a, a informed choice but could you help this set of people this set of women with some tips or some guidance so what i can share here is if you feel this way it's time that you really invest in yourself to increase your awareness increasing self awareness is extremely important not just in your journey as a mother or a woman it also helps in your journey as a career person but even in your personal life that's one thing number 2 identify your strengths and create something of your own till the time you find really what you want to do and accept the fact that yes it's okay to fail it's okay to not have everything in life at this point of time but that does not mean you cannot have it at a later stage of time so getting back to that space of allowing yourself to just explore keep working on your own self growth and self development that's how when i quit my job i actually took a call that i am going to find what is my purpose let me explore so i did things which out of my uh, comfort zone i signed up for a 100 km trek on the sayadris everest base camp for music classes painting classes i signed up for many many things just discover what is that is giving me happiness fantastic yes. but when you said you know work on self awareness what does what do you mean by that what i actually mean by self awareness is knowing more about yourself for example if i ask you who are you what do we do say generally i'm just answering on your behalf i may say i am radhika 
i am a chartered accountant i am an ex banker i am a career coach i am a singer i am a mother i am identifying with how is my identity getting framed is with respect to all the things i do and a label which is there but if you ask yourself am i only a mother the answer is no am i only a chartered accountant the answer is no i am more than this and what is that more i don't know right now that is the space of awareness because what you have scratched about yourself is just the surface there is a deep potential which is lying within you which you need to dig into yourself and find out fantastic it's been amazing talking to you radhika and especially it's made me think that whatever be the problem in life be it at work be it uh, the pressure of coping up as a mother most of the answers lie in exploring ourselves and uh, that i'm going to give that a lot of thought so thank you so much for being on the show and it was a pleasure talking to you thank you so much uh, kalyani and himani it's thank really- you radhika thanks radhika no i i would just like to uh, say that going through the process of this you know this conversation made me realize where what where i went wrong and uh, or what could i have hide done better to not feel a certain way thank you so much and after this wonderful conversation with radhika let's now talk to two beautiful strong working women who have managed it all are balancing it well and let's get to know how they are doing it hi sharmista and priya welcome to partners in upbringing it's so lovely to have you both together and actually i think it's the first time there are four mothers on the uh, in one episode <laughs> isn't it <laughs> and four mothers who are absolutely relaxed because it's 9 o'clock in the night and the most important task of the day of putting the kids to bed has been done <laughs> i'm almost nervous that one of the kids will come and knock at the door and disturb <laughs> just to give you all a little background about priya and sharmista Priya is uh, basically from the banking industry and is a mother of two. Uh, Priya's son is 13 years old, Krithik, and daughter is three years old. Uh, her name is Yagvi, and Sharmista is an advertising professional and a mother of two beautiful daughters, Ira, who's six, and Veda, who's three. Sharmista and Priya, what is the biggest battle that you face as a career mom, and what is your biggest battle that you fight on a daily basis? I think the for me the biggest battle that I face on a daily basis is the balance you know that I need to strive I think that is an ongoing struggle it doesn't get any better uh with the experience that I have at work or you know the older the kids get I think it's a day to day challenge you know how about you priya I say that uh, it's like daily experiencing the new things each day is like i'm becoming perfect perfect but suddenly one day it's like all downside that i feel like i'm still imperfect so every day it's learning each i have two different age group so i have to balance both mindsets one is into the teenage where i have to be more open speak open mm-hmm. and i should not be very strict with him mm-hmm. and the other is totally different where i have to teach her everything <laughs> so it's like jumping here and there so some But, days it's i feel like i have done great mm-hmm. some days it's like i have to improve myself do you keep a particular time slot in the day where it is only dedicated to the kids or what what gives you peace of mind at the end of the day to say okay today was a better day 
Usually in the afternoons when my second one go for a nap or something, as because now it's work from home or something like during lunch times and all, I give preference to my the elder one, eat out with him, share his experiences at school. And uh, because he's into the teenage, I have to ask him what's going on with him. <laughs> I need updates on him. <laughs> so I have to talk to him privately and take him out for lunch, dinners and all. And uh, usually the younger ones is the evening time where my elder one is busy with his own studies and tuitions and something. That time I spend time with my younger one after my work. And night, this is the time where I have or the early mornings. <laughs> right. But only and thing that we have to be like, it should, be, it should work like a timetable. Yeah. That's where it works out. One day if I, yeah. One day, if I mess up in my waking up timing, then I get tensed. Sharulta, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the age gap between your kids, uh, your girls is not so much. So what problems do you face? Um, actually, for me, it's honestly, it's been less of a problem and more of an advantage because um, when Veda was born, Veda is the younger one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made Ira... Uh, so comfortable with the fact that you know this is her baby as well <laughs> and just got her to do all the chores you know so i was just involving her with everything right from making sure that the bath water is not too hot or you know arranging the diapers and the clothes so she really had like full ownership of uh, vera we were just amazed that oh my god is it so easy to have a second one then let's have a third let's have a fourth you know? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I mean, of course, things do change because the moment Veda became older and then she could ask for things and grab things, that's when the, you know, the fights and all started. But uh, somewhere, you know, if I if they know that I'm struggling or I need help, uh, I, ju- I just need to ask them and then they'll help, you know. So then the older one just ensures that the younger one behaves. And yeah, so for me, it's never been that much of a problem uh, the age gap really hasn't been that much of a problem. Priya, uh, so Kritik was you was alone, you know, and was getting all yours and your husband's attention for the 10 years. And then suddenly this little one comes and changes the equation in the family. And how did he take it? We made sure that for, for my every checkup, he used to accompany with me. Hmm. He was uh, very curious and um, he was very responsible. He used to change the diapers for the baby. And he used to feed milk. And uh, now also he's very, like, very responsible with her. Almost father figure. Yeah, father figure. Sharmista, advertising industry is so demanding. So do you really get time to spend with your kids on a daily basis or it is mainly weekend quality time for you? Uh, That's really tough because, yeah, you're so right. I mean, for us, there is absolutely no you know, fixed working time, right? That's something I have struggled right from the beginning. In fact, I I vividly remember I saw Ira's first steps on the uh, baby monitor, like I the baby camera. In terms of the quality, see, I've on, honestly been very open with my kids, whether they've understood it or not. I've always told them that your mother loves to work and your mother needs to be out, you know? So I have, mm-hmm. in fact, said this right from day one and there are certain things that I've really tried to do even if I'm like really late or very busy like things like reading to them every day so even if I just get 10 minutes of their time I will do it you know and I think for me 
personally the work from home there was a time when we were like 50 50% right for me that was like work wonders because i was getting the best of both worlds right i was getting to regain my sanity by going to office and then also being at home and seeing them and you know it's not that i was spending extra time but even the fact that they were entering my room and bombarding in the middle of a meeting i was getting to see them or they would come and show me some homework so those things i really i do realize that i miss out on a day to day basis when i'm like working but again like i said it was one of those things that i was very aware right from the beginning that i love my job and and uh, I, it was something that i was not wanting to compromise on so i made it very clear so lovely um amidst of all this you're already struggling to you know give time to your kids and to yourself the relationship as a couple it goes for a toss uh, how has that been for both of you uh for me it's been very tough because uh, my husband's also in the same profession so um mm-hmm. uh, it's the same that i mean the same timelines and the same working hours are applicable to him as they are to me so i do feel that it it has definitely impacted our own personal time we do still try to do things together so i wouldn't call them like date nights and all because we've really not managed to do that we will go out on a on a friday or a saturday for a movie or we'll just watch uh something together on 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 tv or you know um or i'll just make something for him which i know he likes so you know some those kind of things and we just keep reminding ourselves that it's just a few more years till they grow up you know so that's what we constantly <laughs> tell each other so already things are better like the kids are out of our room we have our rooms to ourselves so that you know it's it's like finding pleasure in the small wins i think that's what what happens with us yeah veeraj and i have some shared interests you know so i think mm-hmm. that also helps i think if we were completely opposite people it would be also difficult to you know find that right balance like with the kind of time pressure that we have priya what is your relationship secret would <laughs> as samshta tells the interest matters with both of us like uh, me and my hubby we like go walking early mornings mm-hmm. and uh, exercising and uh, going out for coffee for that we both wake up early the kids mm-hmm. will be sleeping around 6 545 something we wake up and then we go walk go for a walk where the city is also a bit quiet mm-hmm. so we have uh, on the roads also we have our time <laughs> so while coming back we have some tea or coffee out there mm-hmm. so that's how or sometime we have movie time but one thing lucky that krithik has grown up he understand that even mama and papa should have their own time so he tells i'll take care you can you both can go out <laughs> like do you feel guilty of you know not doing enough sometimes and when you see you know so many other mothers who are able to do it i mean you get to know only when you see them doing things on social media and posting pictures that's the only way we know, come to know uh, but yeah do you feel guilty about that sometimes but uh, nowadays i have made a mindset that social media is sometimes fake thing <laughs> the reality is different in everybody's mm-hmm. life that's okay social media see that okay be happy somebody is happy hmm. what i am doing is okay for my kids yeah there's no point beating yourself down right already mothers go through so much and the pressure <laughs> we put on ourselves right but uh, like priya said you know it's hard not to react when you see like some awesome mothers doing it and hats off to them you know like sometimes i just take tips 
uh, a colleague of mine she had done this really amazing idea of um, uh, doing an entire immersion of one city for the children mm-hmm. and basically she did like uh, i think she i think she chose brazil i think so she showed a brazil like a cartoon movie like rio to her kid and she cooked like brazilian food like from the morning to the to night you know wow. and it was like an exploration of the city so i found that idea itself amazing mm-hmm. so i said okay chalo let's try on the weekend so um, i chose chose london because it was the easiest like i could do like fish and chips and and then we did some tea party and then you know i showed them some documentary of the queen's palace and you know we just had some random fun but i don't think on my own i would have thought of it if i didn't see it on social media right so mm-hmm. i think sometimes you you do get inspired and you do feel like okay you should you can try but uh, as long as the children are alive and happy i think that's most important right? <laughs> so at least that's been my philosophy like uh, the at least this when the second one was born i was not bo- bothered about half of the things that i used to fret when ira was her age when the older mm-hmm. one was 3 years old i was like oh my god she can't write she can't read this letter she can't do this the younger one i'm like okay she ate breakfast okay theek hai you know it's like that <laughs> exactly yeah so you know, because you you learn and you you know so even when you see the social media if you can do it mm-hmm. then great you know but if you can't there's no point like uh, fretting over it do you sometimes feel that working moms uh don't get that much advantage at your work uh i have actually been very blessed to be in part of teams where there have been mothers mm-hmm. i personally think that is a big advantage you know like uh uh even small things you know like in my uh, when ira was born i didn't really have a, a nursing room in the in the office mm-hmm. and uh, when veda was born because my boss has a, a child and she knows what it is like uh do you know because you need to express etc she converted one of the conference rooms into a nursing room so it's not like she, anything over the top was done and then we had the state of the art facilities nothing of that sort but it just shows the intention right so mm-hmm. i i do think that when there are women in the office it makes a lot of difference mm-hmm. in terms of uh you know whether you are disadvantaged or advantaged i feel difference so i personally haven't felt that how do you escape from all this and get some what do you do to get some me time now i'm started learning keyboard we school friends college friends we gather over the online to have a chit chat like it was like like going back to our childhood memories and talking about that and other than that my only me time is walking i love to go for a walk mm-hmm. Yeah I mean for me I I I love watching all sorts of crap on net, Netflix really like uh I enjoy binge watching all the the most insane uh shows that people will judge me if I say what they are me time is either reading or just like watching uh movies or or like Netflix is would there be any message you'd like to share with other working moms any rules that you follow that have worked for you when i when i come to like get stressed out that something is not okay mhm i just take 10 minutes nap <laughs> okay. it's like power nap to get back energized and then come back and settle down the things i just feel that every working mom should 
should just continuously tell herself that it is uh, quality over con- quantity you know so mm-hmm. it's not about the number of hours you spend with your kid as long as even if it is 15 minutes or 20 minutes if it is like quality time if you're really you know focusing on what your kid is wanting and what you know you know that bond that you have i think that is more than enough you know like that's been my philosophy so far for myself uh, uh but yeah i mean i i would just hope that working moms don't really bash themselves uh and just have that continuous guilt because it's very very easy to get into that trap yeah sure. i think i think sometimes just you know uh, listening to your own story uh, from someone else you know also feels so good that they yeah you know, <laughs> you know uh, himani the the strange part is there are so many things that i said now sometimes i don't even give myself enough credit for you know mm-hmm. so let alone the fact that you are inspiring other moms out there or you know other exactly. friends can take tips sometimes you just needed to to hear yourself say those things right so so true i'm sure a lot of moms are going to resonate with this thank you so much for joining us today and on that note we come to an end of this episode in our next episode which is releasing on thursday the 7th of october we will be joined by dr tina mistri a clinical psychologist a podcast host herself a writer and a speaker who is popularly known as the brown psychologist all the way from birmingham uk and the topic we are going to discuss is the impact this pandemic has had on us as a family so don't miss this extremely interesting conversation learnings from the pandemic with dr tina mistri see you all on the 7th of october until then goodbye stay safe and, and happy, happy parenting, parenting. The content of this podcast is a copyright of the makers of this podcast, Partners in Upbringing. The information and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless stated. Please refer to https://partnersinupbringing.buzzsprout.com for further details.